Let's go back to the Truett Insurance and Bonding Hotline right now. We're going to talk about animals. Yes, talk with Joel Hamilton. How are you, Joel? Hey, I'm doing great this morning. Hey, fantastic. Thanks for getting up uh, and being part of this this morning. Uh, This is Joel Hamilton, the executive director of the Alabama Gulf Coast Zoo. And we were sitting here looking at Now, you're kind of newer in the position. Is that right? Yes, at this facility, I am. I've been here uh, just about four years now. Okay, okay, so you spend that long then. Well, I know you know the the zoo down there has been around. I, geez, as long as I can remember, and it used to be on fifty nine for or you know the beach road kind of going in forever. And has it been three years or so? Y'all moved to the new facility. Yeah, it looks like I, I saw. It looked like y'all moved to the new facility days before COVID hit. Yes, we did. We opened the doors on the new facility on March eleventh of twenty twenty. Oh gosh, <laughs> and then the door wow. shut. Gee whiz, how about that? Well, not exactly the business model your bank would go for. <laughs> <laughs> well, you've got a fascinating background. I was reading about you. You've got a landscape architecture degree, and sure. you've traveled all over. Uh, tell us a little bit about how you got into this role, and then uh, we'll go from there. Well, I've worked in and around zoos uh, my whole career. Sometimes uh, in managing zoos, or well, actually, I started as a zookeeper, a bird keeper at the Dallas Zoo. Oh wow! But uh, I've always had a strong interest in exhibit design. So, which really is landscape I, architecture, isn't it? I mean, if you think about it, correct? Yes, and and uh, so I've worked for design firms. I've had my own design firm, but uh, I was working over at the Audubon Zoo in New Orleans when okay. uh, this opportunity came up, and you know. As a designer, the the uh, chance to open a brand new zoo doesn't come along very often. For sure, and so they uh, convinced me to come on over here to Gulf Shores. Well, it's wow. a great place to be. What have uh, what have uh, you enjoyed about it, and what are the things you know the the things you're working on for the future there? Uh, you certainly learn a lot opening a brand new zoo. That's for sure. Oh, and, and like any zoo, and uh, you know, we got to keep. Keep building, keep moving forward, keep creating new things, bringing some new animals in, building new exhibits. So we just we keep developing. You know, I noticed, uh, what was it, back in May, there was an unfortunate loss of an exhibit. Is it Ronnie, the uh, the Bengal tiger? Boy, she had been around for about 19 years, um, and it looked like right. she, she had started to lose some of her faculties. But uh, I know that was a big loss, but as that occurs, I mean, are there other Bengal tigers out there that are brought in? Or what you, what, what do you do when you have that kind of a transition? Yeah, do you bring in the same type of animal, or do you just try to redo everything? It depends on what the animal is. But definitely with tigers, we are looking for new tigers. Um, you know, the, the loss is even greater than that because her brother, Raja, um, who was her sibling, a uh, full sibling, sure. uh, also almost 19, he passed away a few months prior to that. Okay. And, uh, so we don't have any tigers at the moment and okay. yes, we're looking for some new ones. If anybody out there has a tiger, <laughs> no, I'm, I'm kidding. I hope nobody yeah. has a tiger. Yeah. <laughs> yes, exactly. Uh, what what are the most exactly po- the kind of, what are the most popular exactly the exhibits? Kind of animal you put out a pet coat again, either. Yeah, really. <laughs> yeah, let's. Yeah, I, I hope I hope that Ed's pet world doesn't have a tiger that uh, has available for your zoo. Yeah. yeah. What what exhibits do you think are the most popular, or do, do people you know tend to like the most? Uh, certainly, uh, the big cats are always interest. We've got four lions and and. So people tend to like those, but the giraffe are the ones that are oh, sure. probably the biggest draw at this point. And we have 
opportunity to feed the giraffe a couple times a day uh, for an hour in the morning, an hour in the afternoon. You pay a nominal fee and, and get some browse, some you know leaves or lettuce or something like that, and, and go in and actually feed the giraffe from an elevated tower. Oh, wow. Hey, I saw the other day, uh, someday this week, there was a uh, a giraffe, I think in Tennessee, maybe, that was born with no spots. <laughs> with no spots. Is that common? Yeah. Uh, no, that's not common at all. I didn't uh, think I'd ever seen the one. Bright, <laughs> the Bright Zoo. No, I've never seen one before. Um, really, it's it's all one big spot. If you look at it, it's all the same <laughs> background color, you know, without any of the stripes dividing what we call the spot. So, yeah, that's pretty amazing. David, David's a... Uh, uh, you know, got a lucky animal there, and and uh, kind of looks like a, a stretched out horse, doesn't it? Yeah, sort of. Yeah, it sure does. It's just a, it's a brand new little rascal, isn't it? Just a few days old, but yeah, yeah it's just all one color. It uh, kind of plays with your yeah. mind. Yeah, no, I didn't think about that. You mentioned, uh, uh, you said David there. Do, do all the zookeepers? Do y'all like hang out together, or how does that work? You know, how do you find out about, uh, you know, p- potentially? Uh, I don't know if you trade animals or or how that works, but how does how does that network go? Yes, there there is a pretty uh, good, solid network. There's two primary accreditation bodies in the United States, and we're accredited through the Zoological Association of America, which the Bright Zoo is also an accredited facility. So we tend to get all of our animals via other accredited facilities. And uh, so, yeah, it's a pretty tight-knit group. And we have annual conferences and, you know, talk to each other and say, hey, what are you looking for? This is what I've got. And almost weekly there's a surplus list put out um, by various members that, you know, they have a a giraffe that was born that they're looking to place somewhere else. They'll put it on surplus list. And if I was to be looking for one and just call them and say, hey, what, you know, what about bringing it to Gulf Shore? So, yeah, it's a pretty tight-knit group. We need, uh, we need to find a surplus list for the tiger, it sounds like. Listen, we're on the air right now. Well, you're listening, folks, to Truett News Radio, and we are on the air with Joel Hamilton, the executive director of Alabama Gulf Coast Zoo. And I noticed that it's a 501c3. Uh, it's a nonprofit uh, organization. So clearly you're out there trying to raise funds for operations. And so for folks who are listening, obviously they can go and – uh, and, and take a day at the zoo, which would contribute towards those funds. But are there other ways that people can get involved? Oh, yes. There's there's lots of ways. And thanks for bringing that up because, yes, we are a private uh, nonprofit organization. And we depend on people visiting the zoo and the kindness of donors and things like that to uh, continue our operations. So certainly people, if they want to donate, they can go to our website. AlabamaGulfCoastZoo.com, uh, and, and uh, there are methodologies there to donate. But come visit the zoo. That's that's the best way to do it. Come visit the zoo. Well, yeah. I was I was amazed. Uh, it says you got a degree in exotic animal training and management. I, uh, I, I don't think I've ever heard of that before. <laughs> they, they didn't have that class at my high school. <laughs> yeah, really. <laughs> yeah, that's a uh, it's a unique program. It's out at Moore Park uh, College. One of the community colleges in the Ventura County, uh, California system, and wow. they have a very unique program with, with a zoo right there on campus. Oh, that's neat. And so you're working with this kind of animal day in, day out as you're earning a degree. It's a very interesting program, very competitive to get in. I had 
classmates from Germany and Switzerland and things, you know, other parts of the world, it, which was uh, makes it even more interesting. But it's a great program. Do you find yourself drawn to a particular group of animals, the, the reptiles, the cats, the, you know, the antelopes? I mean, is there something that you sort of have enjoyed more than the others? Well, as a keeper, when I started out in, you know, being paid in this business, I worked with birds because, Okay. Uh, birds are an interesting group of animals, but they present their own challenges in getting to breed. There's a lot of detail that you have to look at. And, oh, wow. Uh, so I work, I work with them, but I'm kind of partial to rhinos, to be honest. Yeah, really, <laughs> really cool. That, yeah, they are cool. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, I'm always amazed. Like, I was looking at some of the pictures uh, that you had, the one you sent, then some of these other ones, and I don't think I could do it. You like got animals crawling all over you, or, or cuddled up next to you, and I, th- I think I'd freak out with some of that. Like I don't know what they do, and, uh, but it's uh, it's like you said. It, do you, I guess you form it'd be like you know any kind of animal, or like a dog or whatever that you you form a relationship with and really get to know. Yes, but you know the the keepers themselves develop relationships with the animals that they care for, and sure. you know as professionals they they respect the fact that they're a wild animal they're yeah. not like your dog but their their relationship is established is similar to what you would have with your cat or dog at home um but uh they truly not only take care of but they truly care for the animals that they're um responsible for and and uh it's quite it is a quite a unique uh group of people and in set of circumstances yeah well if somebody wanted to uh to go down this path as a career what would you suggest for them well, uh, just about all of our um, keeping staff has a bachelor's degree, whether it be in biology or zoology or wildlife management. Um, so that that's kind of a basic requirement. Uh, we also, most zoos offer internships of some type. Usually that's for college students. Um, it is quite competitive to get into it because a lot of people find you know, what we do, very interesting. It's certainly unique, not like anything else you can do in the world. Um, But, uh, yeah, just keep working towards uh, getting internships, getting a college degree, and, you know, support your local zoo. Yeah, absolutely. Well, fantastic. Joel, we got to wrap up. Is there anything you'd like to say? Oh, come visit. Come down (laughs) to the beach and then come visit the zoo. Yeah, well, it's a great place, and I know everybody's proud of the new facility, so uh, we're definitely going to come down and see you and meet you in person before long. But, yeah, uh, anybody that's heading that way, man, check it out. It's uh, it's right down there in Gulf Shores, so uh, great place. What's what's the name? You have rhinos there. What are their names? No, we don't. We do oh. not have rhinos here. Oh no! Here. So we need that on the surplus them. list too. We need tigers and rhinos <laughs> down at the zoo. There you go. All right. Yeah. Well, hey, Joel, have a great rest of your weekend. All right. Thank you. You too. All right. Take care. All right. Yeah, that's Joel Bye-bye. Hamilton, the executive director of the Alabama Gulf Coast Zoo. If you happen to have a tiger standing by or a rhinoceros, <laughs> give him a shout. But otherwise, go visit. Yeah. Uh, that's the way that they earn their funds.